Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Hey, Jake. Yes, sir. Did you know it is our anniversary month? How long have we been married? (laughs) No, the show. Oh. Yes. Yeah, I did know The that, show's actually. anniversary. We are turning six years old, and to celebrate that- We're going to first grade. We're <laughs> close. We're giving a discount on our Patreon. If you join the year-long subscription to the Patreon, you can get 15% off during the month of May. You can find out everything about our Patreon at patreon.com slash thecritshow, but all tiers for the month of May are 15% off when you sign up for the annual membership. Is that as exciting as first grade? You know, now that I'm kind of remembering back to first grade, that's far better than first grade. I'd like to ask you all if you'd like to play a game. Always. He rolls in on a little tricycle. It, it kind of is a game like oh that. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Everyone, he's wheeling a barrel full of needles. <laughs> that we picked out of our carpet. <laughs> so we got a package the other day from one of our listeners in Germany. Oh. An 11-pound box <gasps> of various German candies. <gasps> I did not bring the box because... There is enough in it of every kind that we can send a portion to Kim. Ah! So here's the game I would like to see if you're all interested in playing. We all enjoy how poorly I pronounce things. I've written down all the names of these candies. Oh, no. And I'm going to read them to you, and you're going to pick just from the name which one you'll try in the intro when we try them. Oh, good. Yeah, okay, I'm in. (laughs) How many many are there? Uh, A lot. Okay. (laughs) At least 10. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> I see. I saw Jake's hesitation. And some of these, I apologize to anybody who speaks German. Some of them are simply probably the brand that I think is the name of the candy. But some that's of them fine. might be both. Yeah, it's good. I'm ready. All right. So I'm going to, I'm so keep in mind the one that you're like, that's the one I'm going to try. And I'm going to ask the listeners, if you know what these are, keep it out of the Discord. Let this be a surprise for all of us. The first, Dickman's Schlock Stralk. The next, Niedergurger. <laughs> it, mine, oh, mine, no. dibs. <laughs> Is that yours? Yes, that's Dang. hilarious. Sounds like the, uh-huh. one of the robots in red versus blue short-circuiting. Niedergurger. Feinstie Trufle. That one was fancy. Cokier Winter Apple. Hmm. Verporten. Ooh. Noppers. Okay, now you're just making stuff up. Vingumi Spunk. <laughs> Germany has some very sexy sounding candies. Yeah. Lakerol, Rumpflaumen, Turkish Pfeffer, <laughs> and Salt Lacrids. That's the last one. I'm good. I'm set. Yeah. You, it's Tassels, all you guys now. Yeah. What was the one that had like rump something? <laughs> uh, Rumpelflaumen. I'll do that. Okay. Sign Jake up for rump something. <laughs> I fully expected to Jake to be like, I'll do the winter apple. <laughs> <laughs> 
I feel like I understand that one. <laughs> it's a safe. That sounds like a safe pick. It's no good for the comedy. Fair. Wasn't one of them salt something and Megan hasn't said anything? It sounded like salt licorice. Oh. Oh, we had a bad experience with that. That's fair. Fair. What was the spunk one? (laughs) (laughs) That's all you need. Uh, Vingumi spunk. Yeah, I'll take that one. (laughs) Um, What was the first one that you said? Dickman's schlock stralk. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely that one. Yeah, perfect. Uh, And then I will, once we divide all this up and send it out, I'll just put the rest in a hat and draw one for myself. <laughs> He's like, I'll handle the rest of them. Yeah. Uh, so, God. I do want to try the winter apple because that one does seem yes. the safest. Absolutely. There is a ton of it. Some of the things that were in the box I didn't list because it's like stuff that we know or have gotten mm. before, like Stroop waffle and stuff like that. Oh, fuck love yeah. a Stroop waffle. Um, I just took the ones that I was like, I don't know what these are. This is great. So, I love oh, so I love it. So it's like, we can all try all of them, but we have to try the ones that yes, we signed up each for. Each of us exactly. has to champion one of them. <laughs> and they, yeah, because I don't know that we, they want to hear us try all 15 of these. <laughs> I'll do a separate, a, yeah, a separate, separate video. Of that. ASMR one, yeah. yeah. And with that, it's time to get into the episode. After a very long helicopter ride, we find all of you in Baba Yaga's territory in the center of Shorsky National Park. I am holding a bouquet of blue roses and a little <laughs> gift basket filled with various kinds of tea. Nice. I'll, I'll, wait, I'll wait out here. No, you will not. No, Megan, we're going to go in together. It's going to be fine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I run. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the house chases you. It's, oh, God. It's... <laughs> It's predator instinct takes over. I'm slapping myself. Wake up, wake up. (laughs) The door at the front of the cottage slowly creaks open. I take a big, deep breath and walk forward and into the cottage. I follow. Yep, I like force myself like to take each step. Yeah, I walk with Megan. As you all get onto the steps and the porch, you feel the building lurch as it stands up and starts to slowly walk. Inside, there is a dim light glowing from a fireplace. I was expecting all of you. Please do come in and join me for some afternoon tea. (laughs) I'm like checking every corner like this is a haunted house and I'm just waiting for somebody to jump out and scare me. (laughs) Yeah, you look around and you see this very old figure sitting next to the fireplace in a rocking chair. And the chair is rocking slightly with the shifting weight of the house as it walks through the forest. Oh, I didn't I didn't think about this. This this vase is a little thin. Is there a good is there like a stable place you want me to I'll just hold on to it. I've got some nice stone vases. Hi, Baba Yaga. It's nice to meet you. I've heard a lot about you. I'm Kim. Yeah. Hello, Kim. I smell. And you notice that her face starts to get longer and it moves towards you slowly, sniffing. Mm-hmm. I smell as you're able to peer around the corners of time. I can smell it on you. Ah. Yeah, that's true. You've got a very good nose. I'm an oracle. Uh, I'm also... Strom's heir. So you are to be the next oracle of the North Wind. Is that true? (laughs) I have had a vision that suggests that very thing. Yes. Uh, 
A vision of the oracle of the north wind. What else did you see in this? Well, I saw Megan here. That's me. You. I smell on you power and death. Oh, something I have not smelled in a very long time. A god long dead. Yes, it's familiar, comforting in a way. Uh, good. I'm glad that it's a positive smell. Yeah, I seem to have the uh, abilities of the, the empath. One of the gods that died in our great task. Yes, and the first vision that I saw, Baba Yaga, was a vision of the past. I saw the ritual where you and the Oracle of the North Wind and a woman with a spear, in addition to all of the gods, I saw the ritual where all of you sealed away Koshe the Deathless. But I then saw another vision, this one of the future. I saw Megan standing in a circle with seven other figures, and Megan was the only person in that circle who I could make out. But then off to the side, I saw myself wearing the necklace of the North Wind and Jake next to me in the same place where you were, Baba Yaga, during the original vision. And in the center of the circle, surrounded by the gods, was this dark shape. I I couldn't quite make out the subject, but it seems like sometime soon we're going to have to do that ritual again. Jacob... Have you been learning magic? I have. I noticed the sign of your god lacking. Have you left parted ways? Yes. Good. Oh. What was done in the past, I will not be able to do again. Nor do I believe the others will be willing to join. Well, that is not my tale to tell. There's something I need you to do for me, to get the information that I sense you're seeking. What is that? The woman that you saw in your vision with the spear, Kara Odubel. You must find her and ask her. She was the chosen she spoke for the people. It was her who convinced us to do what we did. Is she still alive? She is not, but I will give you something that will grant her the time to tell you her story. Okay, yeah. I'm just nodding. And uh, I saw you writing, Megan. It's uh, C-A-R-A-O-D-U-B-H-G-H-A-I-L, Dubhail. Okay, I was only almost completely wrong. (laughs) It's not at all spelled like it sounds. Gaelic will get you like that. Yeah, it will. If we get this story from her and she's not alive, what's going to happen to her? What do you mean? You're giving us something to give her time to talk to us. Does that mean she just gets to... Does that mean she just gets to talk to us? Or are we pulling her from a rest? Can she go back to it? Yes. Okay. She is buried in a place that is ancient, guarded, a place of honor when it comes to burials. Deep below the earth, deeper than the two of you went when I sent you on your first errand for me in the down below. And you feel the house stop 
and settle back down onto the ground. Are are we here? You're at the gateway. Anything in there you want us to pick up for you? No. There are some things I give willingly. This story, or at least the ability to hear it from another, is something I give freely. Thank you. Is there anything we should know? It sounds like this place might be hard to get to. She stands up from her rocking chair and moves over to the cellar door and wraps a gnarled hand around it and pulls it open. A journey is easy. For some, unpleasant. And as you peek down into the cellar, you see four stone coffins. Do we have to die? No, but you must travel as the dead do. I'm low-key super into this. Yeah, I know, me too. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, guys. I get kind of claustrophobic sometimes. This this looks this looks like, uh, this looks like it's, yeah, the unpleasant. That's, that's probably going to be me. Yeah. Uh, I mean, hopefully that part doesn't last too long. It's hard to say. But once the journey begins, do not open your lid until you feel the coffin settle again. If you open it on the journey, the harvest man will come for you. Oh, I don't like any of that. <laughs> okay. But once you arrive safely, he will not be able to get to you there. Baba Yaga goes over to a drawer and opens it and pulls out a small crystal vial and holds it out to the group. Fill this with the water from the stream around the location you're visiting. Pour it into the mouth when you find the body, and she will speak. I take it from her. Okay. Well, this is what we came for, guys. Yeah, I head down the stairs and uh, start opening the lid on a coffin to get in. I don't expect much more. I'm just like, whatever. Fucking, I'm here for the ride. She's told me what to do. I'm just going to go do it. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to be tempted to... Look at the harvest man. So I think uh, I think that'll be the easy part of this is not opening the coffin. Good. I motion down the stairs to Kim. Um, you first. Sure. I hop down the stairs. This is like my like spooky goth dreams. <laughs> Thank you, Baba. I don't know anything about tea, so I just got a mishmash. Like I don't know if any of it. Like I hope it's good. I got the expensive stuff. I, I assume expensive is better. I don't know. Thank you for this. Um. I'm going to, yeah. She just very slowly grins at you as you ramble. And I will follow suit. Okay. Slow breaths, everybody, when we're in there. So you all climb into the stone coffins and pull the lids closed over top of you. You lay in the silence. And at first it seems very long, the amount of time you've been in here. But it's hard to tell because of the darkness and the silence and the cold. And then you all feel... Your coffins shift, and you hear the sound of slow footsteps, three pairs on each side of your coffin, as you feel the coffin being walked, and you can tell that it's going down and at an angle. Anybody who's got a beginning of mystery move, now is the time to roll it. Oh, no. That's a six. Inside of your stone coffin, Kim, the light flares from your vision. In this vision, you see this large black dog, and it is digging an enormous hole in a cemetery, 
around the cemetery, there is a river flowing of this deep blue water. The dog continues to dig until it can't be seen anymore, and then it leaps out of the hole, its muzzle and its paws covered in saliva and mud, and it moves very slowly over to a large tree where there are four bodies, and it drags them one by one into the hole and starts to fill the hole in. And then you are out of the vision. Megan, I think that knowing you're kind of uneasy about this tight space and one of your dark tags being impulse control, I'm going to ask you to act under pressure to keep it together and not bust out of this coffin partway through the trip. All right. You know, your dark tag says that when your power needs you to do something, and I imagine this energy inside of you, like the big whammy, your telekinesis, because it's tight and closed up in this thing that it wants to be, to be free, to be used. Twelve. You are able to channel your energy into the salt shaker. And I think for a moment, our view like zooms in inside the salt shaker and we can see that inside individual grains of salt are like flying around and bouncing off of the inside. Like you've contained this impulse into your focus. Awesome. You said that these are stone coffins, right? Yes. So it's like nice and cold in here. Mm -hmm. I don't think I'm ever getting out. (laughs) (laughs) They tip you to the side and start shaking it, trying to dump you. No, no. He's holding it closed from the inside. (laughs) He's just pressing his hands and legs against the sides of it and holding himself in it. Like they flipped it all the way upside down. They're like, is this one empty? (laughs) And they shake it and see that nothing falls out. All right. Okay, bury it. After what feels like a very long time, the footsteps come to a stop and your coffin is lowered and there's a heavy thunk on the ground. And then you hear footsteps walking away. Once I can no longer hear the footsteps, I'm going to give it a 10 count and... Then I'm going to crack open the lid to my coffin and peek out. You peek out of your coffin, and there's a very faint blue and green glow. You're inside of a cave on a hill. There is an old stone building at the top of the hill and a number of grave markers. You can see that there is a trench dug around this graveyard, and there's a large black dog fighting with three people dressed in rags. Uh, I'm going to... Go knock on everybody else's coffin lids real quick to give them the all clear. Yeah, I'm, I'm cracking it open. I don't move mine, I think. Yeah, after I hear the, the knock, I'll, I'll open it just a little bit. I'll say, is it okay? Are we good? Are we good to come out? Yeah, but it's wild out here. I'll push it open and step out. And I'll loop back to Kim's that is still closed and I will push the lid open. You see me just as curled up in a ball in this coffin as I possibly can, and my eyes are wet with tears. Whoa, hey. I had a vision. Okay. We're all, we're all going to die. All, all four of us were going to die. Okay, but sometimes your visions are the things that don't end up happening, right? Yeah, it's just, it felt really real. I saw a big black dog, and it was digging a mass grave for all four of us. <laughs> I'm, my eyes my eyes are wide and I'm looking just from her toward the dog like, like the camera uh, pans up and we see the dog fighting the three people over Jake's shoulder in the background <laughs> I'm just pouring sweat and going mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm. interesting why don't you get out of the coffin and only face this way <laughs> um, I, I, I go okay there, you're not going to love this part there is a dog but where there have been many times that we were supposed to die and we haven't yet. So I'm intending to keep that particular trend going 
And the, really, that's all we can do. If do you, I can close the box <laughs> if you want to <laughs> stay in the box. No, no, I don't. I don't want to stay in the box. It's just this is this is the first time that I've ever seen my own death, and that was a lot for me. Well, ain't gonna happen. You're a very talented seer, uh-huh. and I believe in your abilities. Uh-huh. But this uh-huh. one's wrong. Hey, I didn't get carried out a window by a gargoyle. That's true. And Tass didn't get stabbed by Ranger Dave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, your business with Vulcan ended up not true lately. What's with that? <laughs> um, while they're talking to her, I'm like, I'm watching this engagement across the way. I, I'm like, I'm trying to understand this fight that I'm seeing. Like, are these things trying to escape and it's guarding? Is this something harrying these people in some way? Roll read a bad situation. Okay. Six. Yeah, getting a glimpse of this, it seems like the people are there to protect this place and the dog has encroached and is trying to kill them to take this place over itself. Okay. How you guys doing over there? We've seriously got some action. This thing is like attacking these people. Oh my God. Can I try and read its thoughts? Sure. Roll tune in. With my plus three weird, that's a six. Oh God. Oh my God. (laughs) Yep. You reach out with your mind towards this large black dog that is attacking these three people. And very quickly, the dog turns in your direction and it snarls. As it does, one of the three people jump onto it. And you can see that they're kind of tearing at its side and it starts biting them. Um, but it has become aware of you as well and assumes that you are part of this group. I stumble backwards. Oh, I can't. I can't get a read on it. Uh, it's It's not happy with us, though. Okay, so what the hell? There's no water here, right? So what do we have to figure out? Do we have to get water flowing? And then and then what? We're going to have to run distraction or something on this if we actually want to get in here. I mean, maybe something to do with, like, the conflict between those two is preventing the water from flowing, like river sticks or something. You know, like, if a soul isn't, I don't know, the, the river can't flow if, like, souls are refusing to go. I don't, I don't know. I can, st- I can hold the dog in place if that's... Like, I can do a magic, and I can just hold the dog still. Do we want the things to destroy the dog? I don't want the things to destroy a dog. The dog was the one that was burying us. I really feel like this thing is attacking these people. (laughs) 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 That's just face in palm (laughs) regret. Um, It can't chase us or anything right now, but I don't want it to keep fighting those people, so I'm going to try to cast a spell to hold it in place. All right, roll use magic. While Jake's using magic, I have pulled out my tarot cards and I'd like to try to see through time. All right, roll it. That is an eight. All right, you get to hold one. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, seven. Seven. (laughs) Okay. Good God. So what's your effect and what's your glitch? Uh, My effect is to trap a specific person, minion, or monster, Mm -hmm. the dog. Yep. And my glitch is... Uh, the effect is of short duration. What does your hold look like now? Because it used to be chains of fire that engulfed the thing you were trying to hold in place, but you're no longer empowered by that god. Is it just the same, just out of force of habit? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's the same. It's still chains, but they kind of look like uh, like hard light constructs. Oh, okay. Because there's just there's not fire behind it, but I don't know another way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fair. So these chains spring up from the earth and wrap around this large black dog. And instantly the three people that it was attacking let go and they sprint to three different locations, three tombstones, and they all start to dig 
and you can hear the sound of chewing. Oh, what? Uh, oh my god. Um, I want to run over to the nearest one of those people and like run up to it, like like, hey, hey what do you? We gotta the the dog's held down, but it's not gonna last. Like we gotta get you out of here. Lightning fast, this thing pivots and slashes at you with a jagged hand. You recognize a ghoul when you see one. These are not innocent fucking people, Tass. You take two points of damage, not armor defeating, but it turns and continues to dig down, chewing on bones and things that it's finding inside this grave. I'm going to start readying a a combat spell here, and I'm going to yell out, These are ghouls, and they're eating bones. Yeah, so the three of you see Jake rush over as the three figures break away from the dog and start digging into these graves and the sound of chewing fills the air and Jake is knocked backwards and you see a little bit of blood trickle from his midsection. What is everyone else doing? I am just cussing up a storm as wings sprout from my back. Chain is out in my hand and I'm flying towards one of the ghouls. All right, roll kick some ass. Eight. All right, what's your harm? Two. And Tass, as you are flying at this ghoul and slashing at it with the chain i think you pretty quickly notice that it doesn't look like a manufactured ghoul if that makes sense like it just looks like a normal ghoul as opposed to the ones that you have all normally encountered i see this one's this one's free range yes okay yeah this is the elusive regular ghouls that megan talked about in one of her very first episodes yes (laughs) you also take two not armor defeating as this ghoul tries to defend It's Buffet. Oh, that's the person's last name. Yeah, Jimmy Buffet was buried here. (laughs) (laughs) I am also running towards one of the ghouls and pulling out my light pistol. All right, roll kick some ass. Eight. And how much harm does the light pistol do? It's two harm light. All right, Megan, you fire the light pistol at this ghoul's back, and you can see that it sizzles as the skin on its back starts to cook under this light, and it lets out a shriek. Kim. Yeah, I'm scooping up my tarot cards and shoving them back in my pocket and then hopping out of my casket. And I want to try to attack one of these ghouls with my sensor. Okay. Uh, which one? Tass and Megan and Jake are all kind of on separate ones. Which one is closest to me? The one that Jake ran up to uh, that slashed at him. I'll do that one. All right. We'll kick some ass. Seven. All right. What is your damage? To harm. You run up to this ghoul with your sensor and strike out at it. It feels the hit of this and slashes out at you the same way that it struck out at Jake, trying to keep its focus on what it's eating. Uh, You take two points of damage, not armor defeating. Jake? I'm going to conjure a wall of lightning between this thing and the grave that it is trying to rob. Okay, roll use magic. Or is this kick some ass? Is this... Uh, This is a combat magic. I, I have the wall effect now. Yeah, all right. Roll kick some ass. 11. All right, what's your extra effect? Uh, I'm going to inflict terrible harm. So that is three harm, magic, barrier, uh, just a whole lot of tags. Messy, obvious, loud, close, one armor. Is that terrible harm, is that one extra harm, or is that terrible harm up to my discretion? Or is Uh, terrible harm one harm? Terrible harm is plus one harm. Okay. So it is, that is with, that is the, the, the three harm is including the terrible harm. I see. You cast this lightning wall on top of the grave as the ghoul turns to try and start digging back down in to eat. And you notice pretty quickly that it kills itself, not stopping, like trying to get through this barrier that it just burns and chars away until it stumps and then it keeps going, elbows keeps going, and then it is dead. 
Whoa. Oh, no. Tass. I'm still swinging. I'm trying to get in close, get this chain wrapped around like this thing's neck. I'm just ripping into this thing. All right, roll kick some ass. Okay. Way better. Ten. All right, what's your extra effect? I also want to inflict terrible harm. All right, you take two points of damage. Once again, not armor-defeating as it continues to swipe at you over its shoulder. It is in very bad shape. You take off a huge chunk of its left side, but it continues to claw down with its right side, cramming bones into its mouth. Megan, behind you, you hear the sound of heavy running. I'm looking. The dog has gotten loose from the spell, and it is barreling towards you. I'm going to use telekinesis to try and stop it. All right, roll telekinesis. Eleven. All right, so choose two and mark one harm. Uh, my two options, I'm going to go with something is held fast and you suffer one less harm. Yeah, you are able to hold the dog at bay at the moment, but it is taking your focus. And it lets out a frustrated howl. Kim? Yeah, if Megan is focused on this dog, but there is still a ghoul near her, I want to run over to her ghoul and try to attack it. I don't want it to hurt Megan. All right, we'll kick some ass. Jake, as you have finished laying out this spell, you see Kim raise her sensor and start to charge at the ghoul that is at Megan's back as Megan is holding this giant dog at bay. The ghoul seems to sense her approach and swipes out at her leg, and you see Kim collapse to the ground, and the ghoul wrap its arms around her and position its mouth over her neck. Okay, I want to run over there and try and, like, get between them and chuck this thing off of her. I want to separate the two. All right, uh, roll protect someone. All right, uh, that is a 10. All right, what's your extra effect? I will inflict harm on the enemy. Describe this to me. What does this look like? I think it's just like the good old days. I think uh, I think no <laughs> magic required. I just like like run up behind this thing and kind of like grab it by like top of jaw and just try and like peel it back and away and like melon drop it on the ground. Yeah, and as you do that, it... Its jaw is very strong. It eats bones. And, uh, <laughs> and like as you peel it backwards, it clamps its mouth shut. Um, and you take two points of damage, not armor defeating. Well, I have shield spell. So when I protect someone, I gain two armor against any harm that is transferred to me. Oh, nice. So nice. some magic required. So it's like an, like an inherent magic, yeah. like an implicit magic. It chomps its mouth down and it's like, oh, gross. Aww. Your fingers taste gross. Is this like Master Chief where now you're beeping and then eventually the shield will pop back up? Yes, precisely. Awesome. Tass. I, I am taking this thing out. I am so done with this one. So I'm still fighting. All right. We'll kick some ass. 11. What's your extra effect? Um, I think suffer less harm. Your chain wraps around the ghoul and it's like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hot. Oh, oh, Same, no. bro. Um, it says, yes, daddy. <laughs> no. Your chain strikes out at the ghoul and it collapses to the ground and starts to just spread out into a, a pool of goo. Oh, Megan, you have got this black dog held at bay. Is that where your focus is staying, keeping it locked in place? Yeah. I know that this thing kind of saw us as part of these ghouls and... I don't want to hurt a dog, and I don't want it to hurt us. So I think I am holding it back because it's obviously got something on its mind, but I think I am just saying to it, like, I'm sorry, we're not with them, we're here to help. And are you saying this out loud? Are you saying it with your mind? Are you like, how are you conveying this to the dog? Just yelling at it, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like I accidentally stepped on its paw. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm so sorry, I love you. 
That is the most Megan response. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think initially that that would be just my impulse is to hold this thing back and just very much with my with my soul, Rev. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I want this dog to know that we are not here to hurt it. Yeah. She wants this dog to love her more than anything. Yeah. How cute is this dog? Probably pretty cute. <laughs> Actually, cute. You hesitated. I, I mean, all dogs are cute on some level, but this is more like a like serious black, like big dark oh, good. wolf dog. So super cute. All right, so Megan is keeping her concentration on the dog Kim. You have seen Jake Melondrop the ghoul uh, that just had you by the neck. What are you doing? Um, whipping my sensor around and seeing if I can just smash it in its face. Yeah, I think because Jake has just dropped this to the ground, it doesn't have the chance to strike back at you, so there is no risk here. Um, so how much damage does your sensor do? Two harm, silver. All right. In that case, I'm just wailing on it then. Just, I... <laughs> <laughs> Just absolutely smashing its head with the sensor and then whipping it around myself and smashing it again. It can't you hurt can't... me. I do all the damage. You can't be... Too... Listen, listen. I've seen a zombie movie. You can't be too careful. Yeah, that's fair. So after a couple of moments, I think Megan, from the corner of her eye, and Tass, walking over from where he has just slain one of the ghouls, sees Jake just covered in gore and Kim just still <laughs> smacking the sensor down. <laughs> And a look of <laughs> pure <displeasure>. horror yeah. <laughs> on Jake's face. Opposite. <laughs> I think I'm strolling up with a shit-eating grin. Kim? Kim? What? What? I think you got it. Okay. Good. And with all three of these down, Megan, you don't feel the pushback anymore of this dog. Like, before you could feel it pushing against trying to move, and now it's it's settled. Yeah, I look around and see that my friends aren't fighting these <laughs> ghouls anymore and I look back at the dog. Okay, good good dog. I'm going to I'm going to let you go now and I drop my hold on it. You let it go and it walks over to you and sniffs very slowly. And it moves over to the rest of the group and just kind of sniffs in the air. And after it gets done sniffing all of you, it walks over to this dried-up creek bed, and it dips its head down like it's going to drink, but there's nothing there. And it turns and walks back up the hill and lays down in front of the building and just lets out a... (sighs) I am willing to admit that I have made a tactical error (laughs) in assessing the situation, and I apologize. It's okay. There's no way any of us could have known. (laughs) (laughs) there's no way that three of the four of us could have known (laughs) that was the most fails we've had in a very long time yeah especially like right at the beginning and in terms of like establishing the situation and it's like yeah no you all get bad reads from this yeah and just consecutively in a row (laughs) uh i i hold up a hand for kim hi my five that was brutal (laughs) i return it yeah thanks that was terrifying. Well, you came, you saw, you kicked its ass. I did, and it doesn't look like the dog is digging our graves, so... The dog isn't digging our graves yet. Cool. Okay, cool. Good yep. clarification, thank you. Yep. I think it'll be fine as long as we don't start trying to eat any skeletons. That seemed like that's what it was mad about, so 
I think a four cool, it'll be cool, but... I, well, good news. I have no plans to eat any of these skeletons. <laughs> well, you don't know how long you're going to be here. <laughs> I think I would eat everyone in my party <laughs> before I tried to eat the skeletons. <laughs> so we needed water from the river, right? But there is no water. <sighs> yeah. I want to go over to the trench, basically. Yeah. As you go over to scope this out, uh, why don't you roll investigate a mystery? 13. Nice. All right, you get a hold too. Uh, where did it go? Where did this water go? As you start to move around this little stream that has been formed around this hilltop, you can see that the clearing for it goes up the hill and into a cave. And you can hear the very faint sound of running water in the distance. But inside of this dried up stream bed, you can see all of the tracks from the ghouls. And there's way more than what you fought just here. And as you continue to head up the hill towards this cave opening where you can hear the sound of water, about 20 feet ahead of you, you can see the water coming down and then dropping off into a hole that's been dug. Uh, what is being concealed here? So the thing that's being concealed here is that the water should flow down around the church and that this dog protecting the graveyard must be a Kirkgrim which is a dog that is specifically placed to protect the burial ground around sacred sites. And so without this water flowing, some of its protection, some of its strength is missing. And if the water is not returned, this Kirkgrim will not survive very long. The Crit Show is a Crit Show Studios production, edited and produced by Brandon Wentz with music by Jake Purley. You can find more information about us at thecritshowpodcast.com. To keep up to date with upcoming live shows, contests, and other special events, follow us at The Crit Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For even more weekly content, join us at patreon.com slash thecritshow. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Mount Absalom, a community, a heritage, a home. The green jewel in the majestic crown of Ohio. For 200 years, Mount Absalom has been a place to play. N32. Bingo! A place to learn. For in thy green and growing arms, we have everything we need. All right. Now let's get out our math homework. A place to work. Here at the Celery Bottling Works, we produce over 2,000 bottles of celery soda every day. A place to raise a family. It's a girl. It's a place of history. And here we have the barrel of whiskey that Confederate soldiers stole from Mount Absalom patriot Amelia Pleasance during Morgan's raid. And of course, a place of celery. 201st Celery Festival, I dub thee Open! <laughs> Mount Absalom is the perfect place for making memories. 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 For making memories.
Absalom. Paid for by the Delphi Quarter Fan Absalom and Solaric Bottling Works. Refreshing Solaric Soda and Diet Solaric Soda. <sighs> Well, a Midwestern Gothic mystery. Learn more at unwellpodcast.com.